The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad you are here. The Eric Zane Show podcast is underway. Sorry about the late start. That, uh... As I sat down here, da- uh, Daisy, gosh, I keep doing that. Darla was attacking Bruce, and I was like, okay, come on now. So she's in the other room. We may see her again a little later. It just depends. See, Diana's here and whatever. Boring stuff. <coughs> so, um, my God. Yesterday was an absolute, wow, I, I felt like, uh, some type of adventurer because it started out as, hey, Diana, do you want to go on a walk with me? Why, yes, I do. That sounds like fun. Okay, let's do it. And we went over to this uh, fantastic place not far from here. Um, and I guess recently they had just, like, it's this one park called Grand Ravines and, or something like that. or I don't know, something grand. Everything here is grand. And uh, uh, we've walked it before. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I got to close my fitness ring or my move ring on my phone. Now I'm looking at it and I go, I don't know if I have the, if we have the time or the strength to close this. Because usually I like to break it up a little bit during the day, you know. Uh, so I don't know if we'll be able to get it all in. Whatever. Let's just go. Let's go for a walk, you know, hold hands like old people do and look at nature. And this place is great. You know, it's loaded with nature. I'll say this. <laughs> I, I'm discovering that when I see like any type of uh, woods, it reminds me. Can you hang on for just a second? Bruce, stop licking your goddamn paws. Jesus, I hate that. Uh. Whenever I see like woods or whatever, anything that looks like uh, ravines and rivers and shit, it is so calming to me. It reminds me of up north. And as soon as, like I've got a little uh, um, uh, dog kennel in the back of the house and it's got like trees and it, it reminds me of that. And it's like the second I get in there, the serenity that I experience when I'm surrounded by by that, it's like this is... This is something that happens to you when you get over 50 years old. You're just so, uh, uh, that's something that is, is, is fun for the old fuckers like me. You know, everyone's like, well, what do you do when you go up north? You do, do you fish? No. Do you hunt? No. Oh, uh, I don't know. You, what the fuck do you do there? You, you, you got to ride side by sides. There's great trails up there. How about snowmobiles? Motorcycles? Uh, four wheeling? No. What do you do? Uh, I make food over a fire and pick up sticks and throw them on the fire for like days in a row. 
And then uh, I'll, I'll rake some leaves and I'll cut some logs. I actually kind of hate it when people go up there with me. Not because of their company. I like their company. I love that part of it. But I always feel like they're bored. Because there's nothing to do. Queen of the Forest and I go up there. And she just sits and reads books. Uh, like what a, a book a day. Jody Picot. Done. Another Jody Picot book. Done. You ever hear that author? Jody Picot. P-I-C-O-U-L-T. I read one of her books called The Pact. P-A-C-T. The Pact. And it was outstanding. But this lady, Jody Picot, writes a new book like every other week. They're incredible. Fantastic author. And everybody reads these books. So by the time we get done with the weekend, Diana's surrounded by stacks of Jody Picot books. And I'm just walking around picking up sticks like an asshole. So we take our walk yesterday. There's a dog park. And I, I see a guy who's got some some dog that he's trained. And it was fantastic because he has like uh, these Frisbees. He's like uh, fabric Frisbees. that It doesn't hurt the dog when she, uh, she catches it. You know, because sometimes a dog can, they can fuck their teeth up. But this guy has his dog. It was fantastic because he has the uh, Frisbee and the dog's just sitting there by its side. And then he like says a word. And then the dog just takes off and starts running around him in a large circle fast. This is the type of dog that um, you see in those videos where they like herd sheep. And they're really good at it. You know, it's just instinct. Well, I don't know if he's training it for that or something to respond to calls. But then you hear the guy very subtly go sit or lay or down. It was down, down. And then the dog immediately lays down and is just looking at him uh, with its head on the ground looking at the guy and then he would throw the frisbee and the dog would take off like a bat out of hell. It was fantastic. I was like, oh my God, look at the skill. That is uh, that is an art form when you can communicate with a dog that way. It's like the neatest fucking thing. Like, what a great walk. We're off to a great start. We uh, make our way through. We go over this this nice uh, suspension pedestrian bridge and Oh, I'm like, I, 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 I'm hearing John Denver songs as we're walking. And the plan is to, uh, uh, walk throughout this park. Now, um, as we go, we come across about a hundred yards up this trail, a photographer and she's got her camera aimed straight up in the trees. And as I approach Diane and I go, well, what's she looking at? So it's got to be some type of uh, uh, aviary, some bird. She's bird watching and getting images. Uh, this is what she saw and what I took with my fucking iPhone. These bald eagles. I was kind of impressed. I mean, that what this was. Um. They were about 100 feet up and I was, you know, the, um, the ability for the iPhone to zoom in that far, it's grainy as shit, but whatever. Look at these two beautiful, I've never, I've seen bald eagles before, 
in this area. The, the, it might be one of these two, in fact. I know this is a pair that uh, have been there for some time. But, and then here, the, this is a better picture. So that was just sweet. I, I, I was uh, doing some reading when I got home about um, the number of bald eagles. They are no longer endangered or threatened in any way. There was a period of time when they were, and that had to do with uh, back, way back, farmers would shoot them. They'd go and fucking hunt eagle. Hey, what are you hunting for? Pheasant? No, eagle. Because they would do so much damage to um, various livestock, uh, young uh, creatures like uh, sheep and, and goats and stuff like that, maybe even a baby cow, eagle come in and fuck it up. So they just shoot the fuckers. Then there was the, um, what was that, uh, uh, DDT, that pesticide that uh, farmers were using, and uh, it, it got, it flooded the rivers, and then that affected the fish, the food. It fucked up the food chain. And then the eagles would eat the fish, and then the uh, eagles would lay eggs, and the shells were all fucked up, and the shells would break, or the eagles just, they, they just wouldn't survive. So... I think we, in this country, we were down to like uh, 450 mating pairs of eagles. There were so few eagles in the United States uh, during the late 60s. And then they, uh, they they turned it around. And since then, it's been thriving. So now it's like they're everywhere. They're fucking cool to see, though. Hmm. Excuse me. Should have warned you. I was going to drink this coffee. I got to drink this coffee. Stand by. Okay. Now we're good. Excuse me. So, uh, I, I, uh, I get the pics of these, of these Eagles and then one of them takes off and I I'm seeing it flying and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there watching it and I'm, uh, I, I'm hearing like, you know, a Bob Seger song in my head as it flies majestically. Uh, and then there were other photographers there who were taking pics. It was, it's sweet. Uh, I, I got to go to this place more often. It, it, I tell you what, I just had an excellent old man time. But then we were walking and the queen of the forest and I are engaged in conversation, you know, so that's always nice, you know. And um, we wanted to, uh, you know, go up another trail at some point that we're familiar with. And I guess we missed it. And the trail that we were on was paved and they, they had recently completed it, connecting this park that we were in to another park separated by a trail with private property to either side of the trail. And we don't recognize it. I'm like, where are we? Well, I don't know. And we went for like one mile 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 and a half past where we needed to go we're like lost so we got, went all the way to this separate park and like oh my god this is this is ridiculous it's a damn good thing though because we were going to turn around and go back but we ended up uh, going all the way to the other park and it's a damn good thing because they had a toilet there and your old pal EZ uh oh Man, it was rough. Holy shit. Um, thank God. In fact, I still have the toilet paper in my pocket. Um, after 
I was able to uh, uh, take care of business. I was like, okay, now we got to walk back. I am go- I'm bringing this with me, this toilet paper, in case I have to duck into the woods to do uh, another classic Eric Zane shit in public uh, procedure. My God. Sir Bob says, last tubing trip down the river, we went past an eagle's nest. Uh, started following us. It died. It dove down and grabbed a hot dog that was floating in the water. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are majestic beasts. Very, very cool. So we we went way out of our way, and um, then I'm walking back, and then yeah, I mean we fucking hit my move goal. I closed my move ring, so we put in some. We put in five miles. This is a five mile walk. Now thank God here here where we are, it's flat as a pancake, so no big deal. But uh, my knee was starting to get a little wonky at the end of that fucking thing, and thank God I'm getting that thing checked today. Man, it is uh it is just a cracky, swollen mess. Uh, I sat here after I got done doing that deal and iced it and made another episode of um not the best of the Eric Saint Show podcast for you to check out while I'm uh, gone. Again, if you uh if you don't know, today is the twenty seventh of June. The twenty eighth, I'll do a regular be a regular day. And then Thursday, Friday, 29 and 30, not regular days. You'll have some not the best of material on Thursday and Friday that you haven't heard before. And then Patreon as well. I've got some really old stuff that I post on Patreon um, for Thursday, Friday of this week and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. So that is five days. You'll have nothing fresh from your old pal EZ. However, follow me on Facebook, Twitter. I'll be posting stuff on there from our trip. To uh, the urban jungle, NYC. I'm going to hang with E-Rock on Friday. The plan is, uh, because he lives not far from where we're at in Jersey City. Uh, Have a bite to eat with E-Rock, and then we're going to a place that it has, all they have is retro video games, like old shit. See, Kenny? Something you would love. You would love this, Kenny. It's called Barcade. And all, all they do is have old ass video games. Now, to me, this is fun. Uh, I love places like that. Pinball, especially. I love playing pinball. Uh, not not enough to put these uh, toys in my house. This is something you do once every few years. But still, I figured you would appreciate that. Uh, and then we have uh, 9-11 Museum. We have Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island. And then another day of just hiking around Central Park, Times Square. Uh, go see where Yoko Ono lives, where John Lennon was shot. The Dakota, got to see that. We're going to reenact the murder of John Lennon. Uh, my son-in-law is going to be Mark David Chapman. He's got a copy of uh, Double Fantasy, and I'm going to autograph it for him. And then uh, I'm going to walk in, and he's going to assume the assassin stance and shoot me in the back, and I'm going to stumble through the Dakota. So stupid. Uh, 
Okay. So, uh, excited about that. Amanda says they won't let you in. Yeah, I know. No kidding. You tried to get into a luxury apartment building? Hey, I'm here to see Yoko. I can just imagine. There's probably your picture there. Do not let this woman near the building. Yeah, I know. I figured I just want to do a, a, a see it. She says, I asked the doorman about her. Oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, uh, go away. Go away. You know, she's like 90. All right. So that's what the plan is going to be. Uh, Amanda says she can't live there anymore because she's in a wheelchair and that place is not wheelchair friendly. You sound like a stalker. My God, you know a lot about her. That's impressive. Uh, When we got back to the house, though, um, after such a nice walk, you know, um, I'm downstairs and I'm putting ice packs on my knee. Doctor appointment today at 1230. And I'm completely uh, in a position where I can't do anything. And and O'Neal... Not O'Neal. Bruce and Darla are wrestling. And I can tell Bruce is starting to get a boner. And this is not good. It's not, it's it's uncomfortable for him. And when he gets his giant rod, which happened the other day, but you know, it doesn't go away that quickly. And then, you know, I mean, if if you're a dude and you get all charged up and you're ready to put it to somebody, and then it it's I mean, you he doesn't have any balls, but he, that would be very frustrating. And so I don't want that to happen. So I said, Hey, to Diana, can you, I'm, I'm, compl- I'm, I'm wrapping my knee. Can you separate them? And now when I said that, I meant any way possible, get one in one room and another and another and another room. I go, I'm getting ready to go upstairs. And she goes, are you going to take Bruce upstairs? And I go, I will be. But for now, separate them. And then she stared at them. And they're st- he's still humping her. And so I said, how come I asked you to help me separate the dogs and you're staring at them? Now, that tone, it doesn't matter how right or wrong I am. I'm fucked. Why did I, why did I ask you to help me separate the dogs and you're staring at them? I said it just like that. And oh my God, you see, this is where the insanity takes over. A normal person like me would go, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And sorry. And then separate them. Diana doesn't do that. She looks at me like I'm fucking crazy and says, yell at me again. And I'm like, fuck's sake, just do it. For God, just help me. God damn it. And uh, so then I get a text. Let's 
see. After a nice walk, you have lost all your Pooh Bear points. I don't even know if she's going to pick it up because she might still be laying down. Okay, let's check it out here. And then uh, she quickly realized she was being stupid and silly. Hello. She still crashed. And she made up some excuse. And now it's like, forget the fact. Now I'm done wrapping my knee. I'll just take the dog now. All this time you spent yeah, fighting with me over the damn thing. Uh, I, yep, been there. I feel for you, guy. Ashley says, did you say please? My mistake was, now what I should have said. No, I didn't. I should have said, hey, um, can you please do this? And like not, okay, I asked her the first time. That was nice. Can you help me? Yes. And then she stared at them. I said, look, I know. I I mean, to me, there's no way I can do anything but say it like a snot, you know? After that moment where she just stares at the fucking dog, the code of a, a husband handbook says you then have to sound condescending and annoyed. Okay. At that point, She's being annoying, and it's okay to say, uh, I asked you to help me, and you're staring. That that line right there, as snarky as that sounds, that is in the green zone in the husband handbook. The first exchange of, can you please help me? Separate the dogs. So, yes, I said please there. Uh, and then when she just stares, then it is, it is, I'm now into a totally different realm where you can say, excuse me, uh, I asked you to help and you're staring. I mean, she went full fucking hot wings on me. Bruce is still humping. I'm like, why? I just, I just said it. I, I, I don't know what more I can do here. Do I need to do a cartwheel and start juggling to, uh, to, to convince you that I need you to get Bruce away from Darla? Just separate them. That's all I got to do. Put one in the laundry room and the other one stays here. Take you two seconds. Maureen says, my husband does that to me and it infuriates me. Well, I mean, I'm I'm team Maureen hus- Maureen's husband on this one. If the first thing is, hey, can you help me out? And then uh, the Maureen slash Diana just <laughs> stares. Then we got to drop that. We got to, we got to unload a little bit of snark on you. Not only to get it done, but to make us feel better because we're annoyed that our wives can't follow simple instructions or can't do a simple task. That is more like a favor. Maureen says he goes straight to that in the beginning. Oh, come on now. Are you telling me? That he'd be sitting there icing his knee and he wouldn't say, hey, can you do me a favor and separate them? He goes right to, uh, that's rude. You can't do that. Kyle says, I think it's a spouse thing. 
quote, you ask me for help and I see you need help, need help. So I will act stupid and stare while you struggle. Fuck yes. Thank you, Kyle. You see, Kyle, I don't know what you are in the relationship because it's tricky with two dudes. Uh, one has to be more husbandly and one has to be more wifely. You may not use that nomenclature, but for ease in this discussion, I am. Are you me or are you Diana? And you, I, I'm just, you know, because if you're me and you're actually the one, are you like, hey, I'm, I'm asking you to help and you see me struggle? Or are you like the one that actually does what Diana did? Just staring. I think you're more me. And your husband is more like Diana. It's so annoying. So after that exchange ends, and she she goes, yell at me again. Which if you drop, yell at me again. If you drop that, it's like, well, or what? What Are you going to kick me in the balls? Are you going to shoot me? Are you going to leave? But I didn't, I didn't go that route. I just kind of let it go. I went, yeah. I didn't say a word after she said, yell at me again. God damn. Kyle writes, it's both. Sometimes I ignore stare because I don't understand what he's doing. Quote, you said you didn't want help. Then get mad at me when I don't help. Chris in Buffalo says, my favorite is I'll be on the couch got a beer and then I'll come back to the couch, sit down. And my wife says, will you, can you get me a beer? (laughs) Brandis says yes to all those. Yeah. Okay. So it's just kind of like a very fluid scenario where it's just, it's changing and the dynamic is, could be interchangeable between spouse. So, uh, that happens. And then, um, after she says I lost all the Pooh Bear points, I FaceTimed her from this room. She was downstairs. And she seemed very playful and silly. I think it was a case of moderate overreaction by your old pal, Easy, And severe overreaction by the queen of the forest. Yell at me again. I'm like, well, I wasn't yelling at you. I was annoyed with you and I, and I, and I gave you a message to indicate such that's called communication was of course I'm, if I'm annoyed with you and I give you a little snark and you receive it appropriately, that is successful communication. I have attempted right back at you to let you know that I'm not happy with standing and watching Bruce hump Darla. In a perfect world, it would have been like this. Hey, can you um, can you do that? And then she stands and stares. And then I say, um, hey, I totally need you to maybe get Bruce. I mean, and get ultra specific. Uh, corral Bruce, maybe uh, usher him into the laundry room for just a minute or two while I put the finishing finishing touches on icing my knee. And then ultimately, I will. I'll wrangle him up the steps, but right now they're, they're really kind of jacked. All right. And Bruce wants to hump her and jizz on Darla's head. And we can't have that in the house. Um, so 
could you make, you know, in a perfect world, I could do that, but it's so much easier to say, I asked you to help me and you're staring at them. You see how, how much quicker that is? The trade-off is, um, for the brevity of me saying that the message is received quickly, but she's then annoyed with me and goes, yell at me again. Ugh, fuck it, man. Kyle says, but think how adorable Bruce Darla puppies would look. They, uh, yeah, I, you know, I can't, uh, I can't say that I've ever seen an English French mixture. That would be cute. But Bruce technically cannot, well, he's neutered. He can't create, but, um, you know, he doesn't make sperm, but he still makes semen. Well, no, I take it back. He makes the fluid that would transport the, uh, sperm. It, but it's it's clear. There's no swimmers, but he can still batch, and that's gr- who wants to pick up, who wants to scoop up or mop up dog jizz from their house. I mean, come on, man. It was awful. Yell at me again. Adam says, follow BFZ, Big Fat Zane, for more marital advice. Sir Bob of Oliver, uh, yell at me again, proceeds to yell, why are you yelling at me? Stupid question, is Darla old enough to have puppies? No. And we're going to uh, end up getting her spayed. People are like, oh, dude, come on, you got to breed her. Nah, I don't want to breed my dog. It's a pet. Say what again, Emmer Effer? Pulp Fiction. Big Fraud Zane to Pooh Bear. Fine, I'll go podcast. Uh. Kenny writes, O'Neal might want to take care of the cleanup, LOL. He would. He would do that. That's so disgusting. Holy shit. All right. Uh, word is starting to get around about Justin's podcast. Now, I've listened to the whole thing. And as I indicated, I'm formulating my thoughts about it. I'm letting a little time pass before we jump on this. Because first of all, I don't have time right now to review Justin's podcast. I'm too busy working ahead. Um, for our little trip. So upon returning from our trip, Ben and I will sit down and we will review Justin's podcast. As most of you know, I used to be on the free beer and hot wing show. When that ended, they eventually brought in this dude named Justin who, um, most people weren't fans. They were either indifferent or just flat out did not like him. Uh, He ends up going on to do a radio show in uh, Chicago. And that dries up and now he's podcasting. And. uh, Oh boy. D Squarius Green, who is a terrific fan of our show. And he also listens to the old show. He posted on both Reddit platforms, this thread. He wrote. Justin's podcast. Wow. Not good. The quote, that's not your mom. That's your sister story. Jesus Christ. 
Does he think anyone is dumb enough to believe that? And that's been the knock on Justin. The, the stories he tells. May or may not be true. They are ridiculous, but that's, that's not unheard of to have scenarios like what he describes happen. It's how he tells the story. It isn't so much the content of the story. It's how he's telling it. That makes it ridiculous. And, uh, there, there's a lot of other criticisms I have about it, but I don't want to. I don't want to shoot my load here because a lot of my criticism I want to save for when I do. Who are these Justins? Which will be an upcoming Patreon show in due time. Um, is this the same Justin who used to be on Freeburn Hot Wings? What's the podcast called? I don't. I, I'll. I'll tell you. I want you to know. I want you to be able to listen to this. It's called No Please Podcast. He does a free show. He's done one free show. And then he also has a Patreon he'd like you to subscribe to. And he lets you know that quite a bit. Um, now, I'm not sure if what he posts on Patreon is eventually going to be made available to the free podcast. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm kind of doing the wait and see uh, if, cause I don't want to pay for it, but if he does end up not taking one of his, uh, some of his Patreon content and making it free, I'm actually going to subscribe so that I can get it, pull clips from it and play it for you. Now, the one free episode that I have, there is enough there to do like three fucking four shows of who are these Justins it's there's so it's a target rich environment uh, episode number two he talks about his time on free beer and hot wings he took a lot of questions he did like an AMA where people wrote in questions ahead of time and he's answering them I'm probably going to subscribe because I need to hear it I need to hear what's going on there um I reached out to him and said, Hey, you should be on my show. I should, you should let me interview you. I want to interview you. I have some questions I have for you and he, he won't respond. So I'm like, well, that's too bad for you because if you did agree to have me interview you, I would have a more difficult time reviewing your show because now there's, I mean, I know who you are. We've spoken. There's a dialogue. I would be less inclined to want to rip you a new asshole. You know, it's that whole thing. It's funny because I don't know him. But since you will not return my emails, I am going to rip you a new asshole. And there's no one better at this. I there, There's a lot of things that I'm terrible at. But when it comes to doing this, clipping a show and reviewing it and ripping it, I'm the goddamn Cal Ripken of this. That's a bad example. All he was known for was playing a lot of games. I'm the Babe Ruth of clipping shows and ripping it a new asshole. Ashley says uh, that episode two mentions free beer and hot wings. I'm not sure that she listened to it, uh, but he mentions in the description that he, he talks about free beer and hot wings. In fact, 
let me pull up exactly what he says. I and again, I have uh I have no idea what went on with the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. All I know is that he was there. He was maligned quite a bit by the audience. And um, when he left, it was kind of an odd bit of circumstances. And then at one point, they did talk about him and make uh, make reference to him. Uh, let's see. No, please. I'm struggling. No, please. Podcast Patreon. Aha. And he does a lot of, um, hey, I love you. I love you so much. It sounds very John Teshi. And um, he, he tries to give like, um, uh, acts like he's giving like motivational advice, you know, shit like that. But it, it comes off as just kind of awkward. It's a bit of a struggle. Boy, speaking of struggling. Monday motivation is what he calls it. For the first time ever, I talk about leaving Q101. I answer your questions and spill a lot of tea. And then he also talks about uh, Free Bear and Hot Wings and says that it's about forgiveness or something like that. And it's like, well, no one really knows what that means. So I'm anxious. I, I Okay. I love drama. I am a I am a sucker for drama. So I I am going to get into this. Uh what about having any old Joe on your show? My show? No. Uh, Joe is is uh I, no. I'm not into Joe. Turtle girl Michelle says he loves everybody, kind of like Kenny. Yeah, but it, uh, Kenny, it's genuine. I I feel it's whenever I hear Justin describe something from the moment the thirty minutes that I listened to his free podcast, it sounded disingenuous. Something about it it just rings hollow to me. I'm not buying it. He he doesn't conv- he doesn't do a good enough job convincing me that uh, he means anything, and he doesn't do a good. He's not uh, skilled enough to make me believe that his stories are true. Does that make sense? I guess I'm reviewing it. I guess I already shot my wad. No, there'll be plenty more to talk about. And on his first show, it's just him. And that's not that I have a problem with that. I mean, that's what I do. But what he did was he recorded and then uh, he posted it and he over edited it. There was a lot of over editing. There's, there's not a breath. There's not an, ah, there's not an, um, it's, kind of like just comments edited together and if you you know don't do this for a living you might not catch it but it's it's really over edited and it makes the listening seem unnatural because people don't talk that way rapid fire you know thought 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 no breath and uh the uh, cherry on top of this pile of shit is the laughing. He'll say something. And then this absurd 
over-the-top Joaquin Phoenix Joker laugh for something that he thinks is funny or trying to cue us that we uh, should be laughing at it. (laughs) It's rough. It is really rough. A young Adam Schwab uh, sent me an email. He wrote observations of Justin's show. So this is what I wrote down as I was listening to Justin's podcast. This is the first time I've heard him since he abruptly left Free Bear and Hot Wings. I'm typing this as I'm listening, so hopefully this makes sense. In the intro. Sacrifice his entire life for radio. He was married for the first year he was on Freeburn Hot Wings. Then Mrs. Justin moved back to Washington. All right. Observation. He wrote, begging for sponsors. Well, I can I can understand that. This is a, a troubling time. He's concerned about his existence. His ego from being on a morning show in Chicago to doing a podcast was a step backwards. All right. Mansplaining Patreon. He won't give the juicy details on the free podcast, so this is the last time I will listen to this, he writes. At about the 7 minute 30 second mark, he hints people who have disappeared will appear. Could he be hinting at a possible Joe-Justin reunion? I seriously doubt that. I'm uh, 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 fairly sure that he is not a Team Joe member. He must be uh, referring to someone from his uh, Chicago days. A lot of, quote, fun stuff planned. He says that about 9,721 times. He talks about how his life changed on April 21 when he was let go. So he has a girlfriend who is either very rich or a meth head too, Adam writes. And they went on a road trip. They saw the world by going to Kentucky, Tennessee, and North Carolina. He rips on people from East Tennessee's looks. And how they all carry guns at an outdoor swap meet. But he notices how they are all happy with their rotted teeth and selling their happy meal toys for food. Yeah, I, I heard this part too. It did. See, it seemed like he was kind of punching down. Then he claims some kid had a mom slash sister. He feels richer from this experience. I got out of that, that he, I I feel richer from this experience because I saw how happy these people were when they were uh, trying to buy garbage off tables. It was very condescending. And again, asked people to support Patreon at the 14 minute, 20 second mark. Claims people reached out to him to continue at least podcasting. Then Adam writes, because no no radio station will ever hire him again. Hey, I can relate to that. Talks about the story about, then he pulled it. He went and like, uh, did a news story. You know, how I do, I'll sometimes maybe talk about something and have some audio. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was the story that I covered about the Rhode Island councilman getting busted with a crack pipe in his hand while sleeping in his car. He laughs when he tells us to imagine crackheads. Ugh. Then more laughs, which sounds like they are inserted manually. Yeah. I, I picked up on that too. It was, way it was edited way too much uh he talks about a drop which almost got him fired but he won't play it he kept saying i'm gonna save it for the patreon 
He doesn't. And then he is claiming, I don't have a drop machine or this one's broken. Give me money so I can buy one. 1804 crack sandwich for lunch. Seriously. And getting weird vibes from a dude who smokes crack. Ask for support on Patreon so he can buy a new drop machine. He claims he dodged crackheads in his youth. He seemed to be on crack during his free beer and hot wings days. By the way, one of the audience members who reviewed the show does communicate with Justin. If this person says, go ahead, say my name in my chat, I'll be happy to reveal you. Maybe you don't want that. This person who has a a text, Justin, from time to time said, hey, I just listened to your show. You sound like you're on crack. Justin finds now former councilman's story inspiring for the following reasons. One, to not start smoking crack. Two, if something is wrong, don't let your brain convince you you are worthless or something. You can always grow. Yeah, he's always doing these one to grow on things. Then makes a stupid noise because he mentions his drop machine is broken for the 734th time and to support him on Patreon. Then he played voicemails from people. Uh, They were all chicks. It was rough. And then it ends. Adam says, I regret listening to this, but I hope his review observations provide some entertainment. I hope this review observations provide some entertainment. No, I think this was cathartic for you, Adam. I enjoyed reading what you wrote. That was more entertaining than the show. It was Ashley. Crazy Ashley. Uh, She says, who, me? She texted him, said, hey, yeah, yeah, I just heard it. And, uh, you know, she has a kind of like a jokey relationship with him and said, "It, it sounds like you're on crack. Chris says, it sounds like someone who's been through the program, 12 steps. Yeah, I got that too. So there you go. Go ahead. No, please. Wherever you download podcasts and you can check out my man's podcast. Uh, So that will be part of a, who are these Justin show on Patreon. Again, if you had just said, yeah, Eric Zane, I'll talk to you. Hell, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, sh- uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, things that, you know, I've experienced in f- nearly five years of doing this best practices that I would be happy to share with you if you weren't a fucking retard. I mean, I don't, I don't know why you would have any problem with me. I don't have any problem with you. So if you happen to hear this, little food for thought you skinny little fucking twat i'm trying to help you motherfucker but if you're not well bullshit i'm gonna fucking brutalize you (laughs) ashley says when i asked him about your show he went dark the first thing i would tell him is yeah no more over editing just talk you idiot what the fuck Radio people that try to podcast, that's a that's a cardinal sin. This is that that's not this format. You're supposed to have every it, it's not supposed to be polished. This is not a radio show. Talk like a human does and then post it. My God. Kenny says, I wish you had that drop. I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. I do. I do have it. It's on my drop machine. 
but I don't use the drop machine. People say, I don't use your drop machine because I'm talking. Occasionally, I can reach over here and hit one. I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. Because I know it's right there. But the number one killer of momentum on any podcast, when you're alone, even with two people, it can be tough. You can't be fucking scrambling for a drop to throw it in. The best part of drops is the out-of-left-field uh, vibe that they that they're supposed. If I'm doing it, it's not out of left field. Ultimately, it's the best to have like let's say Eric and Ben are having a conversation, and you have a third person who doesn't really talk, but use the fucking drops. It's it's nearly impossible with one, a little wonky with two, ideal with three. It's the only way that that works. Trust me. So anyway, boy, for a guy who started this out with, yeah, I think I'm going to save what I want to say about Justin's show to a little bit later on. I just fucking talked about Justin's show, but I haven't shot my wad. There's so much to talk about in that show. Kyle says like a Doan type person. No, Doan is a phone screener. Doan would sit there and pick up the phone and maybe um, get audio ready for a podcast. Hey, I'm talking about, if you are familiar with the Stern show, Fred. A, you need a Fred. Fred is part of all of it. And has to be like in the room. I, I guess it can be out of the room as long as he's, you know, that's the, the, the one job. It's always sound, adding sound. If you're familiar with the Drew and Mike podcast, Brandon is the sound guy. You have to have a dedicated Fred Norris on there. Who's an absolute wizard. I love Fred. All right. I wonder if the queen of the forest is up yet. I got to bring her in here. Don't even tell me. See, she had to get up at like five or four forty-five because it was a bad dog day. <laughs> Hello. Boy, what a night for you. Oh, my word. First Benny at 445? Yeah, first Benny. He was pawing at the door, right? Yes. And then you let him out. What did he, and he went poo and pee? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's a good dog, by the way. He is a good dog. And then it was pain in the ass, Darla. And that was at uh, 545? Yeah. And then what did she do? She had to go pee and poo. Okay. And then, and then I put her in the cage so I could sleep a little bit more. And then your alarm went off 57 times. And then after you got up, uh, I was just dozing back off. And Benny was back at the door scratching. Come on. Yeah. So I had to let him out again. And then I came upstairs and then Darla decided it was playtime. Yeah, she was barking you. and she's barking. And then she thought... Benny's tail was a toy, so she's laying on the bed, biting Benny's tail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a puppy thing. Of course, she bit your nose and ripped your nose skin. Actually, one of the te- teeth hooked the inside of your of your nostril rim. Yes. So you have a rip on your nose. Yes. Yes, I do. Well, that that's, uh, you know... I'm I'm sorry that happened, but I the the real reason why I'm calling was to break down 
uh, yesterday's. Our little stroll. Well, the stroll, I, I, I talked about that. That was, that was amazing. Seeing the Eagles getting lost. <laughs> a little couple mile walk turned into a five mile walk. But then the big part of the show today, it was, I was uh, trying to wrap my knee in ice. Mm. And I said, mm-hmm. and if you remember, I said, Hey, please separate them. Um, because Bruce was humping. I didn't want a boner. It makes him uncomfortable. And then you just stared at him and I go, Hey, and then I said, I said to you again, actually, what I said was I asked you to help me and you're staring at them. And then you said, (laughs) yell at me again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what? And then, and then before, then you said, yeah, I just, you just lost all your Pooh bear points. Yeah, you did. Well, why did, first of all, why did you just stare at them? Well, because they were calming down. And so I thought they were going to be okay until you went upstairs and took Bruce. Come on, man. No. No, Come on, man, me. It's not, it doesn't work that way. He's going to get a big boner and it's going to be uncomfortable for him. Well. And it's terrible. You see, seeing a dog dick is one of the most disconcerting things ever. (laughs) It is pretty gross. Yeah, it's horrible. So, all right. Uh, that was weird, but um, it seems like we have it worked out. It was all your fault. No, it was not. That is some, the, not the truth. All right. It was, you were part cockhead. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to all you right. later. I, I foresee a nap in your future. Oh, yeah, for sure. Brandis, yeah. Brandis says, I am team Diana always. Yay, see? I told you. They know. They know. All right. What was that? (laughs) What was that noise? (laughs) What are you doing? What are you. you... (laughs) I I took a sip of my coffee. I didn't mean for it to be that loud. All right. (laughs) Sorry. Terrible. Okay, I'll talk to you. Okay, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. See ya, bye. Tyler says, oof. She called you a cockhead. She must have been mad. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. All right. If you've been enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm about to uh, kick you out. Facebook.com slash, slash Eric Zane fan page. Twitter at Eric Zane show. Follow me on there. YouTube as well. Usually I only go about half an hour on these uh, platforms and then I, I kick you out. But I was on a roll. Uh, the way I do it is a full show appears on Twitch. So I still have another 58 minutes of podcasting to do on Twitch. So if you want the rest of this show or future shows, um, Kind of transition over to Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live and then hit follow. That's all you do. Or download the Twitch app on your mobile device. And then all one word, Eric Zane Live. And then follow the page. There's two things once you get used to Twitch you need to do. Follow is the first one. So that when I go live, it says, hey, Eric Zane's live. And then the other thing is subscribe. 
couple more hoops you have to jump through to subscribe. Uh, you can subscribe by linking up your Amazon Prime account, step one, if you have one. If you don't have an Amazon Prime account, you can pay $5.99 a month. I don't make that a real point of uh, importance because I feel I ask you for enough money. Once you link, then each month you have to hit the subscribe button. Why you want to do this? If you don't, on Twitch, they will insert video commercials at horrible times, like a lot of them. And it's annoying because I might be in a great story and then it's fucked up because of the commercials. So best way for free is link up Amazon Prime. Doesn't cost you a dime. And it actually, I actually do get money when you do that. Uh, Amazon gets some of that and I get some of that. I get 50% of that. So the, the five ninety nine, I would get half of it. Amazon gets the other half. If you pay five ninety nine, I don't know how much of that I get. It might be half. It might be all of it. I have no fucking idea. Or don't do anything. You don't have to. You can watch it for free. That's totally fine. Just as long as you're there. Um, also a way if you, oops, sorry, O'Neill. If this free show just isn't enough and you want more podcasting, that's why I have the Patreon. You might be a driver. Maybe you're sitting at a cubicle the whole day and like, Hey, I want to check this Patreon out. I want to hear who are these free beers? Uh, or who are these Justins or who are these Zanes? All of those are part of the who are these universe started by my pal Carl basically means you're clipping a show. When you clip a show, you listen to clips and you make jokes about them or roast them. So I do that to my own shows from back in the day when I was a young, fresh faced broadcaster. I do it to current shows of who are these of uh, Freebird Hot Wings because it is horrible. And very easy to rip on. And then I'll be adding, who are these Justins? Oh, my God. All on Patreon. We also have the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast on there, which we do weekly. And you can get it all for free on Patreon. So if you're getting this show right now for free, uh, check Patreon out for free. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Eric Zane. Seven days. It's all yours. And you can literally sign up, cancel it 30 seconds later, and still get the seven days if you're that concerned about it charging you. I don't care because ultimately, if you hear what I'm doing on Patreon, more often than not, people end up signing up. I'm just trying to get you in the door. Once you get there, I think you'll like it enough. I've had a terrific uh, turnover of people who've done the trial and then ultimately end up staying with it. So thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Oh God. Okay. That's all the bullshit work. I'm now going to kick you out. There you go. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. There is a new obesity drug on the market. Well, I take that back. It's going to be on the market. Eli Lilly manufactured it. The question that I heard asked to the guy who's in charge of Eli Lilly was, um, will this be the most lucrative pharmaceutical that has ever been made? And he says, I, I, I don't know. And he, then he lied and said, that isn't why we make these. Um, of course, it's going to be the most lucrative pharmaceutical ever made. Uh, this is even more effective than Ozempic. Uh, I think this also is a diabetic drug that w- the way it targets the cells, you will lose weight even more dramatic than Ozempic. On the news, there was a lady who weighed uh, like 350 on the Today Show. And then she took it. And then in short order, I mean, she had to change her whole wardrobe way down extremely effective. The experimental, and she, um, she, it was a blind study. She didn't know blind or double blind. I don't know the fucking difference. Either way, she didn't know what the fuck she was taking. And, um, but she says, well, there's no way that if I was taking placebo, there's no fucking way I would have been able to do this. Now they of course encourage you to not like take the drug and eat like a cock. There's a lot of um, expertise that has to go into how you consume your food. But, and this isn't for everybody. The goal here is not for, you know, the person who wants to lose 10 pounds. It's for people who are going to be dead because they're so fucking fat. Who the fat will kill them. Morbid obesity. This will work. Holy shit. The experimental drug, patients lose up to 24, 24% of their weight after less than a year. The highest reduction seen in the obesity treatment space to date, according to new mid-stage clinical trial results released yesterday. The phase two trial followed 338 adults who were huge and received the injection of the drug called retitrutide or a placebo each week. Patients who took retitrutide lost 17.5% of their body weight or 41 pounds after 24 weeks. What does that work out to? Easy math. Uh, 41 divided by 24, right? 1.7 pounds a week. That sounds low. Compared with 1.6% for those who received the placebo. 
a patient's lost 24.2% or 58 pounds after 48 weeks. Those who took the placebo lost 2.1% of their body weight after that same time period. The trial's researchers said average weight loss did not appear to plateau after 48 weeks, suggesting a longer study could show even more. Eli Lilly is currently recruiting patients for a phase three trial. So this is a ways down the road. But can you imagine what it would do to our society if this was a regular thing covered by all your insurances, Medicare, Medicaid? I mean, that would really affect the landscape of your local Walmart viewing. If suddenly... Uh, the scooters weren't in operation. I think though that with the clientele of Walmart, if they happen to, let's uh, look into our crystal ball 10 years from now, everybody is skinny. The amount of skin that would be dragging behind the scooter or the walker because their joints are still going to be fucked up. But my God. Eli Lilly's other obesity drug, Munjaro, which is approved for type 2 diabetes, has helped patients lose up to 21% of their weight in clinical trials. I don't know if that's related to Ozempic. I think that's different. Reta Trutide is a weekly injection that changes the way patients eat and leads to decreased appetite by mimicking certain hormones in the gut. Uh, Wagovi, which is made by another company, that's shown up to 15% weight loss in trials. Wagovi only mimics one hunger-regulating hormone, while Munjaro mimics one and another hormone, while Retitrutide mimics three different hunger-regulating hormones. That appears to have more potent effects on a person's appetite and satisfaction with food. So make no mistake. This is for people who, like I indicated, are, are, the the weight is going to fuck them up. Okay. Amanda says, I love you easy, but this is depressing me. Well, I mean, I'm not even fucking around here. Uh, other than the Walmart joke. Uh, ultimately, if there is a, if you're dealing with, uh, a weight issues, it, it's going to kill you at some point, you know, you got to fucking curtail this shit. And if there's a medicine to do it, get on it. Ultimately, there's a, a good portion of the society who have this. And, uh, you know, I, you gotta, you gotta turn it around somehow, but I don't want you to rely and think, oh, I'm just going to wait for the drug. I mean, I swear to God, I have a food addiction. But you're, you're going to have to day by day it. Yesterday, we talked about it. You got to day by day it. Ryan says Amanda's a- approaching max comment in a row limit. No, she's it's deferred because she's on point with the subject matter. She's talking exactly what I'm talking about. There's a fine line between 
It's it's when you're talking about something I'm not talking about. Like if Amanda was talking about hockey here, I would have fucking thrown her out. You know? Uh, Amanda says, I have a bad disease. You know, I don't, um, I, I struggle with that. I'm not a doctor. Okay. But I struggle with mind over matters and matters over mind. Like people say to me, well, boy, Eric, you're, you have a disease. You're an alcoholic. God, I wince at that every time. I'm like, "Eh, I don't think I do. I don't, I, I, no, no, you have a disease. Well, I think you need to define this somewhat differently. It's too broad of a description to say I have a disease because I can't choose to, st- I can't say, all right, uh, I'm just going to mind over matter and, and I don't have cancer or I don't have emphysema or I don't have uh, a lung disease, you know? Yeah, but you're predisposed. Yeah, but my, my, I can make a conscious decision and override my brain. That's the difference. I feel the same way with that description about food. Ah, it's a disease. Eh, I don't think it is. Just don't eat so much today. Take a walk. Take a walk. And you know what? And I and, and I, I see you, Amanda. You you uh, went through that gastric uh, procedure, gastric sleeve, and it. Yeah, your weight went down and now it's back and that's hurting your psyche because uh, you actually were victorious over gastric sleeve. You actually uh, uh, nullified the result. Uh, fuck that shit. Who cares? Who cares? You got to quit worrying about what's behind you and quit worrying about what's in front of you and worry about June 27, 2023. Who gives a shit about what happened in the past? So what? Big deal. That you lost 100 and you gained it back. No one gives a fuck. You shouldn't either. How about today we get through it appropriately, concentrate on good things and finish the day and go nighty night. And then that's that we don't even worry about tomorrow. And I'll say only this when it comes to tomorrow, you just kind of treat it like the same way and see how many days you can get in a row before you realize you've in case you fall off a wagon, you're like, Oh God, I got to the 10 days and then I fucked it up. Oh, well, well still then you've got, 10 out of 11 days, and that's pretty fucking good. Then you go for 11 out of 12 days. You know, you're going to fuck it up. Give yourself a break. Shit, the other day, I had three bowls of Raisin Bran. Okay? Now look at that. You see, you're already turning the corner. She writes, my meals are planned today. Fuck yes. Bought a walking pad for the living room too? Fuck yes. There you go. So I don't want to hear any more talk about uh, uh, beating the gastric sleeve and 100 pounds and uh, eh, the future. Eh, fuck all that. Fuck all that. You got you today and that's it. Fuck yes. Let's do it.
And Kenny, same way, man. You too. The, this is this is all perfect. We spend three years from today. So June 27, 2026. You two fuck. And just get, you're going to be so hot. Both of you are going to be jacked and ripped and we're going to watch it. It's going to be awesome. Like we'll rent out Van Andel arena and put you two in the middle and you just fuck the shit out of each other. Oh yes. Now I know that you two look at each other and you're disgusted, but Imagine if you're both completely ripped. I've seen images of Kenny when he's skinny. Totally different dude. Okay, he was very young. I think he was like a month or two old. All right. And Amanda, I've seen that pretty smile and those beautiful eyes. Three years from now, we're talking of total romp. Oh, man, I can't wait. This is what we do. You guys, this is how you get rich. A three-year storyline of weight loss, and then you two are going to get attracted to each other because you're done being disgusting. And then you have sex on OnlyFans. I'm going to bring that idea back, and I will I will share the money with you. I will give you 5% of the earnings that I keep. So you'll get, we'll get you guys a few hundred bucks and I'll make the rest. Mitch says, is Kenny the dude from the Boomer Bunker? No. Uh, Boomer Bunker people are encouraged to not be here. I've banned all of them. And so, but some of them lurk from time to time. You'll see some of those slobs in here, but they could all use this advice. Those are really gross people. Uh, both mentally and physically. I mean, they're the worst. No, Kenny and Amanda are all right. They're they're a little bit wonky because they still like to suck some uh, former Zaniac cock, but I think that they, uh, I think they got it out of their system. But they still occasionally will like communicate with those slobs for some odd reason. Very strange to me. Yeah, Ryan says they're soon to be sailing down a river. Yeah, they're, they're um, the former Zaniacs are plotting a uh, chemical spill by getting in the Muskegon River and polluting it with their filth. It's time. It's yearly bath time. You know, that's going to be rough. So I, I give you. I, I'll tell you this: between now and August. I don't know the exact date that those slobs are doing their, um, if one of you knows the date, somebody sent it to me, one of the moles, but I forget. And I don't, I don't remember who sent it. So I can't fucking find it. If one of the moles could send me the date, um, of the Muskegon river, former Zaniac tubing trip, I would like to talk about that so that people can avoid that County because the tributaries, all the polluted water though, you want to stay out. You don't want to eat fish from there. It, it's going to be bad. You know? Aram says, hopefully he realizes I don't encourage that talk. Well, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, but you don't, you don't condemn it. You, you read it and you let it slide. You don't condemn, which makes you 
It takes off, takes off 10% of your ally vibe. You have to actually say, hey, fuck you. That's my man, Eric Zane, that you're talking about. If you were in front of me, I'd bash you in the head with my titties. That's what you need to say to those people. But you don't because you still love trash for some reason. Ryan writes, the EPA feels confident that they can contain the oils and toxins, but it will be several months before they can complete the cleanup. I was reading that too. They've got those uh, inflatable booms because of the oil sheen that will be moving through the water. It will eventually wind up in Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan will not be all the fish. It will be a big fish kill um, from Zaniac Sheen uh, floating through and and, uh, massive algae blooms. It's going to be rough. So uh, if anybody knows the exact date of the former Zaniac tubing trip, uh, I would appreciate that. <clears throat> it's terrible, the impact on our environment. That's true. You know, everybody, uh, people like the former Zaniacs. They show up and they, they bitch about Goshen building the battery plant. Okay. They're all patriots. They show up about building the battery plant, but they're worse than the tanneries putting PFAS. There it is. Ryan says that same thing. Worse than the shoe company dumping PFAS. That's true. Bob says the DNR is staging sniper nests along the river. Yes, hopefully a few of them will be shot in the head. And, And not because I want people to die, but, you know, sacrifice one or two for the sustainability of the entire state of Michigan wildlife ecosystem. You know, aquifers will be destroyed. It's really bad. Okay. Where the hell was I? You know what I haven't done yet? I haven't talked about even one sponsor on this show. And I have to, but I have to pee first. Okay. So stay right there. And then I'm going to talk. I got to, I got to do my job. I got to actually, these people pay me to do this shit. So I want you to stay right there. Talk amongst yourselves. And then I will be back. I also saw a study that when it comes to calorie counting versus intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting, don't eat, only eat between 8 a.m. Wait a minute. I'm fucking that up. Only eat between noon and 8 p.m. That's it. That's all you got to remember. Only eat between noon and 8 p.m. is just as effective as counting calories. You know, like, okay, I got, I can only get up to 1,600. Oh, man, I've, I've eaten I've 1,400. I've only, I can only go this, this much more. You know, my problem with that, I don't like spending time counting. I'd rather just fucking noon it to 8, 8 p.m. Yeah, 10 to 6, too. That's uh, that's the same window. The key is get, hit the window and don't eat right before bedtime. That's it. All you got to remember. 
I had success yesterday. I was happy with the window. The window was good. Oatmeal and the quesadilla. My problem now is quesadilla, I mean, it's not that great for you. It's cheese. It's a fucking tortilla made from lard. It's butter. Uh, it's high in calories, and I'm not getting enough fruits and vegetables right now. I need to increase more more of the vegetables, especially the uh, leafy greens. If I can get that, if I can integrate that into what I'm eating, and I'm getting closer, this is a work in progress. It's all about once you get uh, momentum. Like, let's say Amanda today, she's successful at what she wants to do, and she's able to repeat that over a few days. Then she's going to kind of like open up the playbook and do more good and make more good decisions. And she is going to fuck up. We all will. It's coming. Hey, it, that does not matter. Just start over. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. All right. That's enough. Easy. I just want to help you. I just said, that's enough. Easy soapboxing. I don't, you know, the thing is though, uh, when I used to soapbox, I used to, uh, attack and belittle. I feel I like this type of soapboxing better. Letting you know that it's never as good as it seems, never as bad as it seems. You're going to be okay, but just, there's some things you got to do, but just do them, you know, just do them. All right. Uh, Berlin Raceway this weekend. Fourth of July celebration. Military, seniors, I should say active military, retired military, seniors all get in free Saturday, July 1 at Berlin Raceway. Racing starts at 6.30. Everybody else pays 14 bucks when you buy online. BerlinRaceway.com. 17 bucks at the gate. Now, the parking is free. 15 and under gets in free. Oh, you know what? I got to. Hold on a second. I just realized I did not do a giveaway. Uh, just write it down here as a reminder. Pardon me. What sometimes things pop in my brain and I have to I have to make a note or else I'll forget. Um, parking is free. You can bring in a cooler. You can uh, pack all your snacks. No glass. No alcohol. They have fireworks on Saturday. After the race, that is confirmed. You will have a great time at Berlin Raceway. Gather up a bunch of people and go. The following weekend is the Berlin Fair. No racing. Then the weekend after that, two days, Friday and Saturday, as the Super Modifieds are in town. July 14 and 15. 15, my mother's birthday. My late mother's birthday. God rest her soul. On that 14 and 15, uh, I'll be there on the 15th. Tickets are 17 when you buy online, I think. Yeah. Uh, BerlinRaceway.com. So that's where you go. Check out some racing. My pal, Throat Slash Dale, at Superior Cleaning and Power Washing, is still grinding and doing a great job. I love Dale's story. 
uh, after spending 22 years serving the state of Michigan in the penitentiaries, uh, finally said, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to take that uh, work ethic of being the world's best drug dealer and put it into the actual legitimate working sector. And he created superior cleaning and power washing. Uh, two things he's excellent at. Power washing the your homes and uh, various landscaping, things like that, sidewalk on your property, and cleaning hoods at restaurants. In fact, um, Dale is now the guy who certified person who cleans the hood at um, Bosco's Pub. 231-740-4098. 231-740-4098. Call for a free estimate from Dale. He'll pick it up. Don't be um, put off or surprised by his voice. He was stabbed in the throat in prison. Infected his vocal cords. And then uh, the they said, hey, we can fix that. He said, no, no, leave it. It's a reminder of where I was. You gotta, gotta, you know, I mean, he actually sounds like this. People have said that I actually sound just like him. It's not that hard to do a Dale impression. All you gotta do is this. Fuck you, easy. I'm having sex. Okay. 231-740-4098. Kent County Health Department, thank you. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I got a bad feeling. I, I'm thinking that the Kent County Health Department might be flying the coop on your old pal EZ. Um, I don't know what it is. It just seems like I'm not getting the communication I once got. Yeah, you, you ever have that happen in a, any type of a business relationship, whether it be your employer or someone you're dealing with through sales or or whatnot, and suddenly the communication stops? Oh, no. I'm, I'm concerned about this. Well, anyway, in the meantime, uh, reach out to the Kent County Health Department if you need any assistance when it comes to uh, getting started on the WIC program to help keep food on the table. No one should go hungry. You just call them 616-632-7200 or go to their website, accesskent.com slash health. Don't forget about Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for this show. Uh, for your small or medium-sized business, uh, the computers for your employees are all a little wonky. They're outdated. They're old. They need to be upgraded. Uh, don't just go buy. Sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation from Blue Frost. Alan will tell you exactly what you need to service your industry. You know, maybe you need a high-end graphics card that you wouldn't have known that you needed or that is even available today because you just went and bought it off the shelf. Have Alan do it all for you. Reach out to Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. Or online at bluefrostit.com. That looks like bluefrostit.com. All right. Kyle says, I'll be power washing my house, garage, deck, and fence this weekend, then staining. Ugh, God, that sounds horrible. Linda adds the tip, brush your teeth right after dinner so it'll you won't eat again. Yeah, I, I can't eat. I just brush my teeth. I, I know exactly what you mean. That's a great tip. Maureen says Dale is also excellent at trivia. He is, but sometimes if he's not, he sure is funny about it. Uh, 
Kyle adds, like, when your redheaded B-boss stops meeting to discuss your performance. Yeah, Eric, we don't need to air check today. You're getting fired in two weeks. Oh, God. It's fucking rough. I'll be filling in for the huge show next week, Thursday and Friday, for the best sports talk you can imagine. Oh, my God. Uh, Yesterday, I got a tip. That syndicated radio show host on CBS Sports Radio, Zach Gelb, ripped on Billy Simonson. So I went back and listened to the podcast, and they cut it out. I got a, I got a tattletale to Billy about that. Stu McAllister um, told me about that. He was listening to Gelb's show. Fucking Bill. Come on. Hold on a second. Hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. Text Bill Simonson. What do you want to say? Yo, yo. Zach Gelb was picking on you last night on CBS Sports Radio. Period. I want to tell you about it on the podcast. Period. Call me. Period. That'll get his, uh, he'll be like, what? Huh? Somebody, somebody said something about me? Uh, Bill's, uh, wanted me to con- put him in contact with Trump. So if I can get Bill on the phone here, I'm going to call Trump and conference those two together. That would be a meeting of the minds between Trump and Bill Simonson. Simonson was a huge fan of, of of my segment Trump on sports. Maureen says, yeah, you can do another segment of Trump on sports. We will. We're going to do Trump on sports. Uh, at least I'll try. Uh, the word today is that Trump has heard uh, on audio talking about his sensitive documents or some shit. Crazy. I didn't want to spend any time on it. I was having too much fun talking about uh, Justin and uh, um, uh, words of inspiration to help people who are a little porky. There's a local daycare that's in a world of hurt. Okay, so this poor lady, Natasha Chapman, has a house that is a daycare. And um, the house was a pile of shit, and then she flipped it. She did everything she needed to do to make it livable. And then she started having little ones come over as a licensed daycare. Awesome. She fucking worked her ass off, but she's got a bunch of grifting fuckhead family members who are absolute losers that were just showing up at the house and staying there and like smoking crack. And she's like, God damn motherfucker, get out of here. I'm trying to run a daycare. And they're like, fuck you, bitch. We're not leaving. So she tried to kick him out. And the police said, you can't do it. Since you let them in, you have to get like an, an order of uh, notice of eviction, which I've always hated that. It's like, if someone's in your house, you don't want them. You grab them and you throw them the fuck out or you shoot them one or the other, you know? Um, but this poor lady, because she was trying to evict those fuckers, the fuckers then called uh, Lara. Not Lara, the audience member of ours and friend who lives in New Jersey, 
but that's like the licensing organization that supervises daycares in the state of Michigan. So they like turned her in and ratted her out on a bunch of shit. And now she had to close a fucking daycare. What? Holy shit. Audio check, video check. This poor lady. I love this story though. A home-based child care center in Grand Rapids had its license suspended on Friday, and the state is now taking steps to have it permanently revoked. Michael Martin has details on the allegations leveled against the facility's operator and her take on this whole situation, which she says is nothing more than a big family feud, Michael. Max Janice, that's exactly how she explained it to us. Now, the situation, the Michigan Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs completed their investigation at the end of last week. And as of 6 p.m. on Friday, the group child care homes operator, Natasha Chapman, is now prohibited from operating a child care facility at her home on Benjamin Avenue on the city's southeast side or anywhere else. Now we spoke to Chapman just about a half an hour ago. She says the allegations are simply not a fair characterization of what actually happened. State agency claims in a summary of their investigation. Look at that place. I mean, there's no shrubber or anything, but you can tell she's worked on it. It looks good. Findings that Chapman allowed several adult individuals to live and hang around the home without running criminal background checks on them. Now, one of those individuals occasionally staying there allegedly had a history of criminal sexual conduct, with Chapman uh -oh. apparently telling the state that they would, quote, snort cocaine and get very violent with another person who was also often at the house. So, people that a guy who's a sex offender shows up there. And start snorting coke. Now, while she spoke of an aunt as well, saying that that aunt would often stop by and that she was, quote, on drugs. Wait a minute. I said the house looks good. I think all these windows are busted out. I would say that that's a, that's a, that's a real red flag right there. Drugs and a thief. Now, the report mentions piles of clutter, dirt, and cracked floors and a potential infestation of mice on one of their visits state agents also allegedly found a large jar of cannabis right. in an area they say of the home that kids could access but fox 17 all right i take it all back this place is a shithole well we spoke to chapman monday afternoon and she tells us that all of these adults that are named in the summary which they don't provide their names. They just list different individuals. She says that they're all family members. She says the home belonged to her grandmother for several decades before she took it over in 2019. At that time, she says the home was in absolute disrepair. Full and of now it's still in a state of disrepair. Of a lot of different animals, bed bugs, nearly unlivable. She says that it was her that fixed up the house. In turn, family members who needed a place to stay, they just started showing up. And basically, I came in and I gutted the house. I gutted the house of the people. Holy nostrils. People. I gutted the house physically. Like, I had all new plumbing put in, all new electricity, a new roof. What the fuck happened to her nose? I, I didn't even hear a word she just said. She looks like fucking Voldemort's long-lost black sister. Et cetera, et cetera. So now that the house is in a good condition, there are people in my family. I, I can't stop looking at it. They look like, like, it looks like she had gauges in her fucking nose. Who comes over here and think that they can just live here, you know, and in the process of me. I want to put my dick in there. 
be trying to get help from the Grand Rapids Police Department and getting them out, I'm being told I can't. She shouldn't have a daycare just based on nose. You could a child could get lost in those nostrils. Can't put them out. So I instead I have to get eviction notices. So. 30-day notices for everybody, and as I give them one... I would so have sex with that nose. These people in my family, unfortunately, are calling Child Protective Services on me. They call Child Licensing on me. They call Adult Protective Services. They're making up things about me. Now, Chapman says she will... Imagine, ma'am, uh, all that may be true, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's the nose that's going to keep you from having children here. We'll continue to care for the children that are in her home, telling us... They're all family members. She says that she's able to do that. According to the licensing agency, she just can't be paid to watch them, at least for the time uh -huh. being. How fucked up would your life be if you have to drop your kids off at that daycare? I think you really need to, uh, I think you really need to assess where you are in life if the daycare that you're dropping your kids off to is that shithole. <laughs> Too much? Stevie says, Jesus, Eric. You, what, you didn't like to have sex with her? You don't like to have sex with her nose joke? That was a great joke. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Kyle says, the Spartan logo on the welcome sign is also a huge red flag. Those are good tootin' nostrils. Uh, nah, too flappity or the nose is not tight enough. <laughs> oh shit. That's really the reason why I, I covered that story was just to make fun of that chick's nose. It's fucking horrible. Anyway, so that's fucked up. Uh, moving on another, uh, catastrophe local story. Uh, the local drag queens were getting together to do another drag time story hour. You know what those are? Uh, that's where the drag queens go and then they, they read books to kids. And, um, you know, they're there. They're fully in drag and dressed up as women. Uh, maybe born dudes becoming women or born dudes, still dudes acting as women. Who knows? Who gives a fuck? But you know that in today's society, that is public enemy number one. Like, if you said to uh, the MAGA scum or former Zaniacs, what's a bigger threat to America, um, fentanyl or drag queens, they would say drag queens. Uh, for some reason, that is public enemy number one. And all the MAGA scum and the conservatives believe that drag queens are grooming children so that they can have sex with them. They, that's actually what they believe. And you can't talk them out of it. Uh, oh, God. Knee. So the drag queens do these drag time story hours. I don't know the motivation behind it. If it's just to read to kids, if it, they have an ulterior motive, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I've never interviewed one, never spoken to one. Um, or if it's just to have fun or to be silly, I highly doubt there's anything sinister 
in a person in drag reading to kids. Uh, perhaps it's to show that uh, drag queens are human beings too. I would say that would be the takeaway. That would be a good takeaway. Uh, maybe to make it less shocking that there are people in the world who are different than uh, the boy and the girl. I don't know. I tend to look at it as uh, nothing that would cause harm. The idea that if a kid, let's say you got a 14-year-old kid or a 10-year-old kid who's uh, has an interest in girls. The idea that suddenly they would flip and change their goals because a person in drag read a story to them is ridiculous. It doesn't work that way. We're wired from the get-go to either like boys or girls or change your gender to be a boy or a girl. At least that's what I believe. And I don't believe for a second that a person reading happy scrappy puppy to a bunch of kids uh, wants to fuck kids or, or, or groom kids. But the losers that live around where I live, that's what they believe. By the way, I just had somebody quit Patreon because of this. I don't know who it was, but they left me a comment about it. And I'm like, oh boy, difference in opinion. Well, okay, but who gives a fuck? You're supposed to be entertained. It isn't supposed to be me talking to an echo chamber, asshole. It's supposed to be me getting some type of uh, emotional response from you. And if you're that much of a fucking weak need, a uh, mental midget twat, that what I say is so much of a problem that you can't listen. Well, you're a fucking idiot. Fuck you. I'm glad you're gone. I think I know who it is too, but I'm not saying it yet. Um, so the drag queens were doing Lakeshore's drag time story hour Monday at the community center in Holland. But the people who were organizing it got wind of a Facebook group that was threatening them. And so, you know, we're just hours removed from the um, guilty plea of that guy who shot up the gay lesbian place in Colorado and killed a bunch of people. They're like, fuck this shit. We're not doing it. They had to cancel it because the lunatics that live where I live were threatening the fucking place. The city of Holland's last planned Pride event for the month will not happen tonight after growing protest concerns. News Ace Megan Bunchman is here now with this story. Megan? Well, drag story time was meant to be the final part of Out on the... Is Megan in drag? Lakeshore's Diverse Voices series. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Tips that protests were planned at the kid-friendly event. Don't tell her I said that. They decided to postpone their reading until they can find a more private place to host. As Pride Month events happen across West Michigan. Oh, look at that. Look, oh, my God. That's what I love about these Pride events. These people dress in the craziest shit. Like, look at this lady. This chick looks like Refrigerator Perry, but she's wearing like a halter top. Growing controversy and protests have forced an LGBTQ plus group to reschedule one event. We see that there's there are challenges occurring in Ottawa County right now um, and pushback against the queer community. And we're going to do everything we can to 
to make sure people have what they need and, and are welcome in their homes. After Kate Leighton Colburn with Out on the Lakeshore learned that as many as 50 protesters were planning on crashing. A protest of this drag story time is going to happen. There should not be children around an, an adult entertainer like the one in my post below. Happy to say I'm helping to reach out to people in the community and letting them know. Tonight's drag story time at its community center, she decided to post. I'll tell you what, though, if I was a kid, I would not want to see this because um, drag queens look scary to me. I mean, uh, have you ever, you ever seen that fucking movie, The Nun? That's what this bitch looks like. I'll, I mean, I, I, I'm all for equal rights, but uh, drag queens, in my opinion, l- they look like shit. They, they look like evil fucking monsters. Postponed the event until they could find I mean, look at that. space. We have a drag queen coming in to read. They look more like, I mean, I, I, kids scare easily. That's what I would be more afraid of. I, I would not take my grandkids to see a drag show because they look, they look fucked up. Developmentally appropriate books for children and families of all ages. Leighton Colburn says they are used to protesters and in years past, they've typically stayed on the outskirts of their pride events. But on Saturday, she said nearly two dozen people protested in the park at Holland Pride. Uh-huh. It's disappointing when we're not able to provide um, a space that's safe enough for families. Drag Storytime did not plan to include a traditional drag show, but there was still enough pushback to force out on the lake hand. Drag culture has come under fire nationally as conservative groups and nearly a dozen states put. You see, look at that. If I'm a kid and this beast is in front of me, I'm like, fuck you. I'm out of here. Pushed to ban public drag shows, including at a recent Holland City Council meeting. That, I, I don't know. The eyebrows, the eyes, it just, it, if, if I, again, I'm a little kid, I'm, I'm put off by that. Parents are realizing adult sexual sexual indoctrination is influencing our Holland children's (laughs) innocence with sex education and LGBTQ plus sex behavior. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Grandma. It is under the guise of DEI. Out on the lakeshore says diversity, equity and inclusion. Yeah. You know, I I think you should worry about uh, a, a funeral planning. Okay. Stay in your lane. By, you should be concerned with what grave plot you're going to be in. They will reschedule tonight's event. We will be doing more events like this in the future. Um, we know that it's hard and disappointing and, and scary uh, to hear about the postponement and, and the reasons for it. But we're here and we're not going anywhere and we're going to keep um, creating and cultivating safe, affirming spaces where everyone can learn, grow and thrive. Out on the lakeshore is looking for private facilities. So if there are protesters, there would be more physical space between those attending the event and the people protesting on the street. So they want a private place now to do the thing. Wow. This fossil, referring to that lady, is just pissed because she hasn't been laid in 27 years. Maybe more. My God. Agreed, Eric. Old people need to sit back and shut the fuck up. Josh says, I'd love to see someone in a drag show show up and read a passage from the Bible just to see these idiots' heads explode. Oh, yeah. 
uh, a drag time Bible hour. Now we're talking. You see, that's the thing about gay people. They love to fuck with people who don't think you are fucking bigots. So I, if I had a private space, I would host the Eric Zane Show podcast, Drag Time Bible Hour. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Mediocrity Dave says the guy who thinks Mr. Rogers was a pedophile. Uh, that's pertaining to the last story, right? And he he was. Uh, well, I can't say that. I just feel like he, he seemed quite... Uh, I, just, I was getting kid diddler vibes from him all the time. With the whole, oh yeah, hey, I'm going to take off my shoes. Why don't you just take off your sweatshirt there? Have a seat. Oh my God. It's good to have you here today. You know, if anybody talked like that to me or my children, I'm like, fuck you. There's no, get the fuck away. Don't talk to him that way. Swear him or something. That's, that's what he's used to, dick. Don't talk to a child that way, you sick fuck. Chris says, oh, now you've gone too far. Bullshit. Fred Rogers was an animal, and I'm the only one who knew it. And then all you fuckers watch stupid movies about Fred Rogers. They, oh, I got to change my life. Oh. Shut up. Fred Rogers. God, that guy. Should have stayed in Vietnam. Should have stayed in Vietnam. He was great at killing. That's the only thing he's been good at. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank A&E Heating and Cooling for sponsoring the show. Joe Martinez, the $79 AC tune-up. Get it by calling 616-516-8579. That's 616-516-8579. If you haven't had your uh, AC cleaned or tuned in a year, and some of you, it's going to be many more than one year. Holy cow, you are rolling the dice on your AC. It's working inefficiently. It uh, has to work harder to keep your house cool and longer, which means it's going to have a higher chance of breaking down, and that's more expensive which A&E heating and cooling can repair, but uh, why subject yourself to all that pain, misery, and expense? Just once a year, give uh, Joe $79 to service the shit, okay? Keep it around. 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. Now, in the event that you do need a new AC or maybe you're retrofitting your home with an AC for the first time, Joe's a guy. He can uh, quote you, get you an estimate, 616-516-8579. Thank you to M37 Hackers, golf simulation business in Middleville, Michigan. And I tell you what, um, it's so much better than X-Golf. For starters, you don't pay near as much. The technology is better than X-Golf. And you can bring your own beer. What? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Uh, walk in there with your clubs around your shoulder, pulling one of those coolers on wheels. Go up to the simulator, hit uh, British Open, hit start, start swinging, and then you got like your beer there and your pals. It's awesome. Cheaper, more fun. 
Uh, at, it puts X Golf to shame at M37 Hackers call for a reservation to rent one of their golf simulator bays at 269 205 2095. 269 205 2095 for M37 Hackers. And then finally, before we get to the asshole of the day, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231 332 6505. Call upon them to get your first mortgage, perhaps your 10th mortgage, perhaps a refi, getting some money out of your home. Whatever you need, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage wants to help you. Call and mention my name and pick Mario's brain. 231-332-6505. Thank you. Uh, yesterday, the asshole of the day was Phoebe Kopas. That was the lady who shot the poor Uber driver to death because she saw a sign that said Juarez, Mexico, and just assumed her Uber driver was kidnapping her. He wasn't. He was just a hardworking guy trying to get her to her destination. What a stupid story. Uh, asshole of the day, Diana and I got lost on a walk. Diana lost her cool with me. Me said I lost Pooh Bear points. We saw a couple of Eagles, new obesity drug. Oh man. Uh, Amanda's got the blues. I think she's starting to feel better though. After we talked to her local daycare. The asshole of the day has to be the Ottawa assholes for being so butthurt about drag queens reading books to kids. You know, the moms and the dads don't have to bring the kids. It's like no one's holding a gun to their head saying, you must go to drag time story hour. If the drag queens want to read and the parents want the kids to hear the story, well, stay in your fucking lane. What business is it of yours, you fucking asshole? Josh says, asshole of the day, daycare lady's nose. But really, the cokehead's living there. I don't know if we can make her nose the asshole of the day. Uh, Mediocrity Dave says, I love Mr. Rogers and Eric Zane. Thank you. Kabubi 69 says A and E will, that's rich. I believe will clean out your AC so good. You'll want to fuck it just like a good nose. What? Rakim writes and Rakim doesn't have a bad bone in his body. He's the sweetest person on the planet. He writes, Mr. Rogers was not a pedophile. He was the nicest person there. He wanted to be everyone's neighbor. Don't criticize him like that. Rakim. It's a joke. It's, they're called jokes for a reason, Rakim. You can't, like, lean into it and say, oh, no, he really means it. You, 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 what you do when you do that is you wreck the spell. This is two hours of a spell that I'm casting. You, you got to leave all that that you just wrote about at the door, and then you come in. And then I say, Mr. Rogers is a pedophile. And then you go, oh, no, oh, come on. That's how joke uh, uh, jokes work. Okay? You can't 
go, oh, wait, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a second there. Hold on. I got to take umbrage with that. that. That's part of the, uh, there's a learning curve to the Eric Zane show podcast. You got to understand that this is all lampooning and parody. That's, that's how we, that's how I do it. I can't sit here. Can you imagine if you were listening to a podcast where I said, ah, that Fred Rogers was so sweet. I just loved him. Uh, he was just such a wonderful man. I, I really miss him. How awful that would be. Of course, Fred Rogers was a wonderful man. That's why me saying he's a goddamn pedophile is funny. I shouldn't have to explain that to you. You're an, you're an adult. You should know these things. Cole says people that don't get jokes are a big part of the show. Absolutely. But I think Rakim gets it now. Uh, the creator of that concept is this fella by the name of Kenny. Kenny made had a career out of doing that. Stevie had to get blasted one time and she went, Hi! That's too far. You are you upset me with that joke about the puppy? Are you upset me with the joke about suicide? It's like, well, how? How could I have possibly have upset you? Of course it's not true. It's a goddamn joke. Kidding. The words too far, Eric, should never be uttered, ever. Ryan says too far, Eric, you've gone too far this time. All right, I'm totally busting your balls, people. Totally busting your balls. Well, that is it. My time for this Tuesday edition of the podcast. I will talk to you on the Patreon momentarily. I am sidestepping smarter than a former drug dealer trivia this week as I am preparing for my time off. What I'm telling you is I have senioritis. Talk to you on the Patreon bonus podcast. Check it out for free. Oh my God, for free. What are you doing? Why are you not signed up? If you are not signed up, I know. I know who's not signed up, okay? So sign up for free right this second. I'm done with the show. Go to patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Sign up for seven days for free. Do that right now. I need at least one of you to commit. Okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Talk to you down the road. Bye-bye.